what's going on team it's your boy g we back at it again with another review and today's video we are going to be talking about none other than spider-man across the spider-verse part one now if you've been keeping up with me on socials you already know that this movie was my most anticipated movie of 2023 i love the first one this is the sequel but it's also a part one so going into this movie my biggest question was definitely well, making this a part one type experience kind of watered down the novelty of it being a sequel. Because I feel like we're in the era of part ones, whether we're talking TV or movies. And I really feel like there hasn't been a, a good track record for these types of films. But Across the Spider-Verse is not one of them. This movie was peak fiction and possibly one of the greatest Spider-Man movies of all time. The word that comes to mind when I think about this movie is definitely multifaceted because the movie isn't called Spider-Man Miles Morales. The movie is called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So they surprised me with the way that they told this story, especially because of the way that the movie opened with none other than Gwen Stacy, aka Spider-Gwen. And we got to see her origin story in full effect. And then soon after we jump in with Miles and, you know, kind of get the story going. I really think that was like super refreshing because it's kind of a tale of two cities type of feel. Being able to see the story through Miles and Gwen's eyes is not only a bold move, but it was super refreshing to see. And I love seeing the art style for Gwen's universe. Now, the main theme of this movie was definitely the idea of being able to write your own story and really building up that confidence in self to you know make the tough decisions that might not sit well with everybody else. Now, one thing that we're all expecting was definitely cameos and they did not disappoint. They had everybody from you know the live action Spider-Man to the video game Spider-Man and even the live action Prowler, AKA Uncle Aaron, played by none other than Donald Glover, who we've already seen in Tom Holland's Spider-Man movie. So you combine that, we'll be able to see Miles' growth as like just a main character and a Spider-Man in such a short amount of time. And then also getting to see the different relationships that you know kids have with their parents and the conversations that they have. It was a really fun watch. But now let's get into the nitty gritty, man. Let's talk about the plot. Like I said earlier, man, this movie starts off with Gwen getting to see her backstory and actually be able to see how her Peter died, which is really interesting because he didn't die as Spider-Man. No, no, he died as the lizard, which is something I wasn't expecting at all. The plot has multiple storylines as we get to see more of what the Spider-Verse entails in the whole mythos. And one thing about this movie is that they introduce canon events which basically hold the fabric of the multiverse intact because without them, you know, everybody would kind of cease to exist. At least that's how they explain it, right? Which is a cool concept in general, just because in superhero fandom, we always talk about what's canon and what's not. And it just felt very meta while I was watching it. It was really cool. I think quite possibly the most interesting piece of the lore that we got in this movie was finding out that Miles is the original anomaly. Because the whole point of that system is to make sure the canon events happen the way that they should. And anybody that gets misplaced will get put back into the original universe. But because Mile is the epicenter of it and got bit by a spider from a different universe, those rules don't really necessarily apply in the same manner that they would of the main antagonist, Miguel O'Hara aka spider-man 2099 because he went out of his way to not only go to another universe but basically join it 
and he paid the ultimate price for it so overall i really enjoyed the antagonist in this movie we started off with the spot who grew from this small time villain of the week type character to being this super impactful villain that has a deep connection with miles and both of their origins which was a really cool thing to see because at the same time we're seeing them chase spot around in different universes he's getting stronger he's leveling up and we're getting to see his convictions change to becoming a real deal villain so that was super dope to see i think my favorite moment of the plot was actually like the biggest plot twist in this movie which was when miles essentially got sent to the wrong universe after one of the greatest chases in all of marvel's cinematic universes miles finally thinks he's home safe but then realizes not only am i in the wrong universe i'm in a universe where there's no spider-man like that was freaking crazy to see in theaters and what was cool about the pacing of the movie and the plot is like you could feel things starting to ramp up and rev up towards the end to where like you were kind of waiting for the drop off but at the same time i was super locked into what i was watching so when it finally did and i had that sense of, of satisfaction where it felt like this movie was warranted being a part one and you could tell that there's a bigger overarching story happening without it feeling like dang i should have just waited till they were both out versus going seeing the first part now so that was a very epic moment and then also because there was multiple antagonists and there was like multiple fights happening at once it keeps you invested throughout the movie without feeling like it's kind of dragging on but i loved every moment of it man we got betrayals we got plot twists we got so many things bro i could sit here all day and talk about it but let's get into my final thoughts been saying man this movie has everything you could want in a sequel from seeing miles grow so much as like not only a person but as spider-man and being such a really good main character because of the foundation of his family that has paved the way for him to basically succeed and the fights and discussions that come with that I really feel like it speaks to a lot of things that we're seeing today with the relationships between kids and their parents. I mean, his family is the reason that he's able to stay true to himself and trust his own gut, his own intuition when faced with like impossible circumstances. And when the story is driven kind of by like loss versus sacrifice, you're left with the question like who really gets to decide who's worth saving and who isn't? Because that was just my whole beef with Miguel, like as the main antagonist, his obsession comes from his guilt because he tried to live someone else's life and lost it all. He's operating from a place of fear when it comes to handling these canon events, which don't get me wrong. Like the whole operation makes sense when you're just, you know, kind of like sending back anomalies. But when you start dealing with canon events and start dealing in fate, that's when things start to get tricky because who are you to say? things need to happen exactly as planned like i don't know let me know what you guys stand on that end of the spectrum because i'm rolling with miles bro like just being honest and i know i've talked a lot about miles and a little bit about miguel but we got to see a lot of different characters have major character development throughout the movie and got to see how impactful that would be to the overall story because depending on who you focus on it could end up being better or worse but for characters like gwen you got to see her stop running from her issues and kind of just really expressing how she feels and be able to accept the consequences and things turned out great i mean we're not i'm not gonna sit here and say that's gonna be the same thing for everyone but i don't know it felt like we got a really complete story and now we're gonna get to see what it would be like if miles didn't become spider-man if there wasn't a spider-man period and there was only the prowler 
aka universe 42 miles bro like that's just gonna go that's just gonna go crazy bro because can we talk about the range bro Shamik Moore went crazy on the voice acting for this movie like because both of those characters felt way different from the tone to just like the vibe bro and in the aura that you kind of felt coming off the screen bro like it was so freaking fire and we're gonna get to see the duality of like what miles will really be like if he didn't grow up with his dad now i can't call what's going to happen in the actual plot but all i know is i'm finna go see it you know and once all these joints come out on digital i'm copping easy cop bro easy cop but let's get into the g5 score for this movie man ha <sighs> it's it's not it's not hard y'all y'all heard this whole review bro it's a 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 must see movie bro i know a lot of people slept on the first one but you cannot you cannot say we did not tell you we did not warn you that y'all are missing out on possibly the greatest spider-man movie of all time i've already seen tom holland say that you know this movie is goaded bro so you've heard it from spider-man himself and your boy g that just don't go crazy bro i mean like the easter eggs went insane seeing genki play spider-man the video game was so cool bro and just getting to see all the different versions of spider-man chasing after miles just for miles to finesse all of them because his powers go crazy bro and it's like miles is still just getting started bro in the comics like he can literally manipulate his venom powers to manifest a sword now if we ever get to see that in animation bro i don't know what i might do but i'm super excited for it man i mean Miguel's story arc has got to go crazy in the next one because he's probably going to end up going from the main antagonist to an anti-hero the spot is looking dangerous definitely has the strongest conviction so far we're getting the gang back together plus a couple more with and we're getting new additions to the team like spider punk like it's gonna go insane bro and obviously i can't stop without talking about the music the music wasn't good it wasn't as memorable as the first movie but metro boomer still did a good job and he even got his own cameo but honestly bro i can just keep on going if you want to hear a longer conversation about spider-man across the spider-verse part one definitely tune in to this week's episode of the why i'm geek show with me and the homie chrissy light you can find it on youtube and all your favorite audio platforms but yeah man this joint this joint was definitely goaded i don't know if it's going to get the nod for best movie of the year but definitely best animated movie 100 percent. because it didn't only have the look but it had the substance it had everything that makes for a golden movie so let me know what y'all think in the comment section below i'm gonna try next one hit that like button hit the subscribe button y'all be easy y'all the vibes always keep growing she go been your boy g i'm gone peace